Welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is sponsored by the Benoit 2007 Interactive NFL Guide. You can check out Andy Benoit's NFL Guide now online at BenoitMedia.com. That's B as in Bob, E as in Edward, N as in Norman, O as in Octopus, I as in I am, T as in Tom, media.com that's one word benoitmedia.com this is a fantastic source for an nfl guide and it's great it's free it's online and it is a fantastic fantastic site definitely check it out state of the art across the board andy benoit has been publishing a nfl guide um, in written form and in a hard copy form for a few years now, and each year he comes up with better and better stuff. He's entertaining to read, and he knows his football. So definitely check out BenoitMedia.com. You won't want to miss it. All right, fans, 49ers start off 2-0, and and uh, a lot of us still have a lot left uh, to be desired. So just before we get into the heavy part of the show and we start talking big-time Niners, I do want to mention a couple things about the site. First and foremost, you can always contact 49ers Paradise. You can send me an email, brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Now, that's whether you're interested in sponsoring a show or if you just want to have a question answered. Definitely email me at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Of course, you can always call the show. There are local numbers from throughout the world. Just click the phone link in the top right-hand corner of 49ers Paradise's main page. Or, from San Francisco, you can dial locally, 415-376-7297, then dial star 747-628-7149. It's a free call. You're connected directly to 49ers Paradise to have your take or your question played over the air. Fantastic, fantastic opportunity to give your take on the 49ers. And I know, judging by what I'm reading on the forum, a lot of you out there have a big, big take to express and a lot to say. A couple of things I want to highlight on the site. Since the last podcast show, 49ers Paradise's main page has expanded in width. This has been uh, a necessary and long time um, coming improvement to 49ers Paradise and basically I was holding out as long as I could to do this because I know some of you do like browsing with a skinnier website, but the wider website now allows 49ers Paradise to provide some features that it previously couldn't. And one thing I really do want to draw your attention to is in the Game Week tab, and it pops up uh, over the weekend and certainly during the games. It's the 49ers NFL on Fox widget, and the widget provides live play-by-play of the 49ers game. There's now no reason to even bother with NFL Game Center because you can get it all, everything, right on 49ers Paradise's main page. You won't, won't want to miss that applet. A couple other things, of course, check out the competitions going out on 49ers Paradise because they're a great way to win prizes, one of which is a Jerry Rice Mem Authentic. Right hand column of 49ers Paradise, you won't want to miss it. It says win, 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 and it's a $180 
Jerry Rice valued Memothentic. It's a really, really cool prize. You don't want to miss it. Of course, if you're not involved in the 49ers Paradise Pick'em game yet, you uh, it's not too late to join, but at the very least, check out what's happening. It's always fun to follow. And you definitely don't want to miss the newest competition going on at 49ers Paradise. And it's in the 49ers Paradise literally section of the site, and it's con- called Contest 49ers Legends Immortalized. And it's your chance to immortalize a 49ers legend. And we do a monthly competition. The winner's host will be hosted on the 49ers Paradise Wall of Fame. So that was uh, quite a mouthful. A lot for you to digest as we move forward into my analysis of the 49ers so far. All right, 49er fans. So two games down. Two games with a win. And a whole lot of unsatisfied fans. So that's not exactly what Mike Nolan would have expected from San Francisco after such losing uh, seasons and such terrible, terrible uh, tenure of Dennis Harrison preceding him, starting off 2-0, uh, Mike Nolan most likely would have thought would have been a very welcome sign in San Francisco. And uh, don't get me wrong, I think it is a welcome sign. I think it's a uh, very positive thing for this team. But the way the 49ers have, have won has been very ugly. And I don't think that's what 49er fans want. And I don't think Mike Nolan was quite anticipating the response he would get from winning ugly. And uh, it hasn't exactly been positive. Now, I wrote an entire article on this. So I'm not going to go too deep onto the fact that Mike Nolan probably wasn't prepared for the San Francisco fan, despite what he's experienced the past two years. And you can read it. It's in the hot off the press. It's called Welcome to SF Nolan. or Check out the administrative section in the forum for my latest article. Of course, you can also click under Paradise Press, Brian's article, September 18th. You won't want to miss it. It's a pretty good read if I do say so myself and toot my own horn. But more importantly, let's talk 49ers and what I think the root of their problems are. And it's hard to talk about problems when your team is winning and winning for the first time in such a way since 1998. It's been almost a decade since the 49ers have started a season 2-0, and and gosh, it's really welcome, and it's amazing to see them leading the NFC West. But when the offense puts up less than 200 yards in each of its first two games, it's quite discouraging. And if not for an extremely strong performance by the defense in the past two games, and a whole lot of luck that's had the ball bounce the 49ers' way a few favorable times at the key moments, the 49ers would not be sitting atop the NFC West. Coming up, they have a matchup against Pittsburgh. This won't be a walking uh, game. They won't be able to walk over Pittsburgh the way they walked around Arizona and walked around Seattle. Or, sorry, St. Louis. It's not that type of uh, game. Pittsburgh will play them a lot tougher. They're facing a real quarterback with a real rushing attack and a real set of receivers. This isn't a high school football team like perhaps the Rams could be called or perhaps the Cardinals could be called. Now, Cardinals have good receivers. Rams have good receivers. Neither one is a fantastic quarterback. They both have a strong running game, but without that quarterback who could really put the ball where it needs to be put at the key times, they don't have the type of team that really would scare the 49ers. Especially with the improved defensive backfield that the 49ers have put forward this year. Now, all that being said, beating the Cardinals for the first time in, I think, two, maybe three seasons is quite an accomplishment for this team and something that the 49ers can't look 
past, otherwise they will face defeat later in the season when they face the Cardinals again. But the Steelers are a different level of competition. This is a playoff team, they're a contender, they know what they're doing, and they're not messing around. And it's a game where the 49ers can really judge where they sit. And there's no way the 49ers win this game playing with less than 200 yards of offense. And quite frankly, the defense is going to be tested like it hasn't been yet this season. So, what do the 49ers have to do? They need to score points, and they can't fall behind in this game. They need to match Pittsburgh point for point every way they go in this game. Or, perhaps even better, put up some of their own points. Now, all that's easy to say, but it's a lot harder to do. So what can they do to take their game to the next level? Well, in my opinion, it starts with the offensive coordinator. And Mike Nolan has stepped up to defend his decision of putting the 49ers offensive coordinator down on the field. We're talking about Jim Hostler, who in the preseason specified that he'd prefer to be on the field than up in the booth. Now, this is not something that I particularly um, care about, to be perfectly honest. I don't care where he is as long as he can do his job. And I don't think Nolan is wrong in saying that it's probably not the location of his offensive coordinator that's making the difference in these games. But where I do think Nolan is wrong is that Nolan is putting a lot of the blame on the execution and whether the plays are executed properly or not. It is the player's responsibility, but it's also the coach's responsibility. And that involves offensive coordinator the offensive coordinator. If the offensive coordinator is not holding practice in such a way that the plays are being executed properly on game day, something needs to change. There's also questions about the personnel. Why Ashley Lee has sat on the bench for all but two plays this season so far is mind-boggling, and why Vernon Davis has a handful of catches only, perhaps a handful of balls at most thrown in his direction, is a joke two seasons in. He's a weapon that the 49ers need to use. The 49ers are not getting the ball into the hands of their playmakers. And I think that the responsibility for that lies not on Alex Smith, who I believe is delivering the ball quite well for the most part. I believe the responsibility for that falls on the offensive coordinator. And I feel that way, mainly because I saw Smith perform at a much higher level under North Turner, and I saw the offensive perform at a much higher level under North Turner. I think that the 49ers are not putting their top 11 guys on the field. Sitting Ashley Lee makes no sense. Putting Vernon Davis in to block makes no sense. He's a good blocker, but that's not what the 49ers need him to do. They need him to be a playmaker. They need to spread the defense apart so that Frank Gore has somewhere to run. Frank Gore hasn't had a 100-yard rushing game yet, not because he hasn't played well, but because the 49ers are not using him effectively. They need to open things up to allow Gore to run. And they also need to attack the deep middle of the field, not just the sidelines, with their receivers. And when the team does go to the sidelines, I would like to see them rolling Alex Smith out, giving him the option to use his legs a little bit, slow down the pass rush that's coming after him. It's going to give him a little bit more time to allow the plays to develop and it's going to help him find his receivers. The 49ers are certainly not doing a lot of that, and I think all of this falls squarely on the shoulders of the offensive coordinator. So yes, the players have to execute better. Yes, there are some players that should be on the field that are not. But at the end of the day, these responsibilities all come down to the offensive coordinator is not doing as good a job as he should be. He's in his first year, I get that, 
is essentially a rookie to the position. I understand that. But the 49ers should be expecting more of him and of themselves. So facing the Steelers this week, it's vital that the 49ers roll Alex Smith out. It's vital that they take their attacking style down the middle of the field when Smith is in the pocket. It's vital that they spread the defense out by spreading their own receivers out to allow Frank Gore to run. On the defensive side of the ball, the 49ers need to keep doing what they're doing. In the first game of the season, they really used their defense perhaps even better than in the second game. They were constantly shifting their defensive players around, constantly shifting their personnel, coming into a blitz, backing off of a blitz. We really didn't know where they were going to attack from or how they were going to attack. That's the type of defense that the Steelers need to be attacked with. They can't simply line up and rush four players or three players all day. The 49ers need to use continuous pressure. They need to try and get to Ben Roethlisberger, and they need to make something happen. That's not going to happen by just sitting down in man or in zone or in cover two and trying to cover all, the, all their bases. Big plays have been a big part of the 49ers so far this season. They've been able to come up with a big play at the opportune time, particularly on defense. That is a vital link to helping the 49ers offense take the step to the next level. But perhaps more important than that is winning the field position battle. The 49ers have benefited from really, really good field position. But that's not going to continue if the 49ers offense can't get their defense a break and they can't advance the ball enough to put Andy Lee in a position to help the special teams. The 49ers absolutely have to find a way to get their defense a rest so that they're not playing twice as long on the field than the offense, so that they're fresh and ready to help the 49ers win the field position battle, to allow Alex Smith to have more room to get into the end zone and not have to focus so much on driving the entire length of the football field each and every time he touches the ball. So 49er fans, that's my take on where the 49ers stand at 2-0 and on top of the NFC West. There's a long way to go, a whole lot of improvement to be had, Nobody's expecting this team to go 16-0. I think we are expecting the 49ers to look more like a football team than a high school football team. We want to see the pros. We want to see the weapons. And we want to see the scheming that has made the 49ers famous in the past and that was even present in the 49ers last year. On paper, this team is extremely talented. The 49ers need to find a way to show that talent each and every game. So until next time, 49ers fans, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for your continued support of 49ers Paradise. Take care and have fun. But the days of the 49ers had only just begun.